But you know what? It's pretty amazing, you guys. Um, it's a miracle, really, that I'm actually here right now. Because if you knew my past, um, nobody knows this. Even Mom and Tony didn't really know this. But I've always, always, always struggled with public speaking. Um, and um, even in grade 9, uh, when I had to get up, you had to do those presentations at school, and I would just shake and sweat and sweat, where Mrs. Miss B just said, Sean, she looked at me, and she could just see I couldn't do it, and she was like, just sit down, just sit down. And, you know, school was, socially, school was amazing for me, but academically, it was really challenging because Therese and I, because she does speech and language, we've, dis we've discovered that, I forget what it's called, baby? I know you're not, but but it it just gave me freedom. It's like you know your brain can't process the way you pronounce. So even the fact that I'm up here is just a miracle because you can hide behind a guitar and and sing and but to actually um, be up here, right? You know, I remember my my grade nine French teacher said, "I will pass you in grade nine if you promise not to take grade ten French." Because I actually tried, and all those, like, I'm like, they could see me trying, but it just wouldn't um, register. And, I, you know, my buddy was like, how did, you, how did you graduate? He had a double major, the guy I played in music with, you know, and after I, you know, and I said, because when I would read, like, a word like honest, I would be like, honest, honest. And he's like, how did you graduate? And I'm like, I was really popular. <laughs> the teachers liked me, right? And so, you know, hence why I'm a truck driver. <laughs> and I'm thankful for that because I can provide for my family because that's a desire of our heart to provide as men for our family. So um, it was interesting, but um, I felt like when we were praying over there, God told me to grab this book. I remember Sue and, and Bruce go, oh, God just gave me something right at the last minute. I'm like, God, please don't do that to me. <laughs> and he did. And it was this book of, uh, I just saw this, the prayer of Jabez, Jabez. And then Suzanne's, what did she say? What did you say? Um, expand our capacity. And that's the exact word he gave me when we were praying. That's how cool God is that he gave Suzanne that word, and I'm over here grabbing this book, and, it, and it, you know, Jabez said, expand my territory. But are we actually willing to do what he says to expand the territory? Like Teresa preached a while ago, yes, yes, what, are we going to say yes to God? Or, you know what, it's easy to say yes to God, but then all of a sudden, when uh, Sue and, and Bruce say, can you guys preach on the 16th? Uh, yeah, Teresa can. <laughs> she fully thought she was preaching uh, today, didn't you? No, you didn't actually. I fully thought she was preaching today. <laughs> so, Lord, and, and you know, in two years into my walk, one of my best buddies that I played music with, because I got, I quit the band, I got saved, and I went back to the band as a believer, but I didn't tell them when I went back to the band. And then they all got saved. And um, it was pretty crazy, right? You know, 
uh, once they got saved, we were, you know, we changed the lyrics, like, you know, Metallica, you know, Enter Sandman. I'd say, you know, instead of exit light, I'd say, exit night, enter light, take me to off to the promised land. And I'd look at people and say, Jesus saved, Jesus saved, Jesus saved. But he asked me during that time, what do you, what do you feel like God has said to you, like, as you're, you know, people have ministries. They say every preacher preaches the same message just a different way every single time, right? And we know what Bruce is. is everybody, what's Bruce's? Grace, right? Grace. He, it, it always gets weaved in there. It's grace, grace, grace. Well, I knew what mine was right away when I became a Christian, and it was every single person that I come in contact that I could just touch them with a sliver of God's love. Whew. Because a sliver is all they need, right? You know, it's funny. I got a sliver two days ago, and I'm like, gosh, this thing's bugging me, please. And Teresa's trying to get it out, trying to get it out. And I drop, God's amazing. I drop Caleb off to the moose today for work. And I'm looking, and I'm like, God, you got to get rid of this by next week because I won't be able to play if it keeps fostering, right? Festering. And he goes, it's a sliver. Look how it affects your body. Think about how a sliver affects our foot when we're walking. We, we're almost crippled by a sliver. But let's turn today into the opposite. The sliver, a sliver of God's hope can affect the whole body. And I feel like that is my word for everybody today. A sliver of God's hope can affect the whole body. Isn't that cool? So, Lord, we just come to you, and we thank you, and we praise you. And, Lord, we thank you that you give us, only you give us the capacity to expand. You give us the, you expand our capacity, Lord. So I just pray right now that today, as we walk out this door, we will say yes to the things of you, even if they are uncomfortable, Lord. And we, you will expand our capacity. And I pray that today, Father, you will give us all a sliver of more of wisdom, a sliver more of love, a sliver of more of what we need to carry your glory out to our town, to the cities, to the nations, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay. So, you know what? Like I said, I, uh, I couldn't read. I couldn't do anything. Um, I actually hated the light before I became a Christian. Tony and I were like really, 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 really close. And then she became a Christian, and then it got really kind of ugly for a little while. And I was like, you got your Jesus, I got my band. And you know what? I remember the birds, we had birds in our yard, and I'd be in the morning, you know, all hung over going, shut up! Like, would you guys shut up? You're waking me up, for gosh sakes. I hated the birds. And now, babe, oh, my gosh, I love birds. I'm like, oh, look at that bird. Look at that bird. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's 55. I'm coming up to, uh, you know, fields uh, 10% off. <laughs> so, so, you know what? But at 27, in 1996, everything changed for me. In that day when I accepted the Lord, whew, the birds sang melodies. 
the blue skies. I remember Tony and mom going, look at the sky, look at the sky. And I'm like, it's a sky. (laughs) But that day when I walked out, something about clouds floating in the blue sky was all clouds. Look at the clouds, guys. Look at the clouds. Look at the clouds. And you know what? It's just me standing here as a testimony because I hated public speaking and I'm not nervous at all right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, wound up, but I'm nervous. I'm not nervous and, you know, I'm, I'm actually more nervous when I'm leading worship. It's crazy. <laughs> so God gave me uh, Psalm 34, 37.4. Um, and it says, just going to read the first, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall, oh, it's not 34, it's 37. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that sounded good. <laughs> well, that would be weird. Okay, here we go. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your, commit your way to the Lord and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as light, and your justice as noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret it. It only causes harm. And I thought, huh, okay, Lord, that's pretty interesting because there's a lot of evil going on these days, more than I've ever seen in my lifetime. But he says, don't worry about it. Don't focus on that. They're going to have their day. Right? They're going to have their day. Delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight in the Lord. What's that look like? What's a delight look like? I know I know. I got delight in things. Um, you know, I delight in hanging out with my beautiful bride and drinking coffee. I delight in seeing my kids playing in the pool and, and seeing them get along. Uh, you know, I know Bill. What's Bill delight in? What do you delight in, Bill? You know. I know what he delights in. He delights in tinkering and building and creating, right? Right, Brenda? Yeah. And I bet Dan here, Dan's the, Dan's the new guy on the block here. I, I'm pretty sure he delights in motorcycles. <laughs> you know, I always thought, I always thought to myself, you know, God, when you bring a, when you bring Tony, her, uh, her man, I said, you know, can he be a little bit smaller than me so I can, you know, you know, <laughs> and I, and mom's like, well, you're bigger than him. I'm like, yeah, rounder than him. I said, but I'm not bigger than him. He's bigger than me. But you know what? She's always hung out with big men. Like I was always the smallest guy. And you know what? If this, Lord, if this is Lord's will, we bless you guys in Jesus' name. So, um, I don't know why I was saying that. Delight. Oh, delight. <laughs> we, we know, what, we know um, what Suzanne delights in. Suzanne, what do you delight in? 
worship. Anybody else? Tell me what you delight in. Encouragement, prayer, but creativity. A lot of people delight in this, actually. You know what? God was saying to me, you know what? How much time do you actually spend with me? How much time do we delight in other things than rather than delighting in him? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's sobering for everybody. Because if we delight in him, he gives us the desires of our heart, that sliver of love that we all want, right? My desire to change. At, at 20, when I first accepted the Lord in 96, I wanted to be in a huge Christian rock band. And then as a as couple years came by, I'm like, I don't want that anymore. I want to lead worship with my wife. And like I said, Suzanne's opened it up to us that that desire came 26 years later, you guys. 26 years later, here I am singing with my wife, but that was my dream. You know, remember, Tone? I'd always say it'd be so amazing to be able to sing and play with my wife. Not in our timing and in his timing. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Because I know if I sang in a Christian rock band at that time, it would have destroyed me. God knows. Oh my gosh, is this Bruce happening to me or what? <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, the anointing. So Webster's Dictionary uh, definition. Delight, extreme pleasure or satisfaction. Joy, something that gives great pleasure, delight. The two most common words in Hebrew for terms of delight are hippies. Come on, Isaac, laugh. And raza. Hippies means to bend or incline towards. Okay? And raza means to take great delight. Cinnamons. um, Help me, babe. Synonyms. Pleasure. Happiness, joy, glee, gladness, gratification, relish, excitement, bliss, ecstasy, elation, adore, thrill, captivate. I love the word captivate. Captivate our hearts, Lord. Uh, Does the Lord captivate our love? Is he our first love? Is he our first love or do we have other loves? Worship for me can be good, but... I could be playing all day and then miss God, right? We can all do that. We all have that heart. So, Lord, we just pray that you captivate our heart each and every single day. Uh, But to delight, to delight in the Lord, what's that look like? We got to know, if I delight in Teresa, but she doesn't delight in me, What's that look like? It almost becomes work, right? And I, and I sensed that God was saying, tell everyone that I delight in them. Michelle, I actually had that for you, that he delights in you. And because of that, you have freedom to delight in him. All of us, he delights in us, you guys. So we can only delight in, in, in him knowing that he has delighted in us. Oh. So, Lord, help us to delight in you because we know 
because you sent our son that you delight in us. Because he first loved us. Because he first loved us. It's a simple response to his love and delight. But we don't know or believe he loves us. If we don't believe he loves us and delights us, it'll be a job to us. We'll work for it. We'll try to do this. We'll try to do that. Lord, I'll learn, I'll learn 50 songs this year for you. He doesn't care if I learn 50 songs. He just wants me to delight in him. And in that will come the joy. It was funny. We were at the park two weeks ago, and these two girls came. Um, one, uh, Isabel. Isabel. And what was the other name? Olivia. They came, and they were, and they were talking, and she's like, do you know that song, uh, Rockstar? And I'm like, no. And do you know this song? No. And then I played Knocking on Heaven's Door and stuff. And then she's like, and then we start praising again, and she goes, do you have to do this, these songs? And I look at her and I go, no, I want to. And that's what people need to see in us, that we want to. We got the joy. We have the delight. When we have delight, we are going to be a beacon to people. When there's delight in our heart, wow, people are attracted to that. But if we're humdrum Christians just, you know, trodding along, I don't want that. I saw that when I was a kid. I'm like, ugh. But you just see authentic, joyful, delighted Christians. And I believe she saw that that day. And so we were, so we were at um, Ricky's the other day. And I'm really big on trying to remember names. And God tweaked it. And there she was. She's serving. And I go, Isabel, how are you? She goes, how do you know my name? And I, because I was wearing my hat, and she's like, I said, we were the ones worshiping in the park. And her whole countenance changed. She came and served us. She came and was smiling. And a sliver of God's love, you guys. A sliver of God's love is all it takes. Her name, we called out her name. I called out her name at, at her workplace. How do you know my name? You remember me. People just want to be remembered and delighted in. If we delight in the Lord, guess what? We get to delight in the unlovely. Some people are, un are hard to love, but God loves them all. I know Dan's a biker. He belongs to the bond slaves, and he's out, they're out to get the 1% that nobody else will get. How awesome is that? <laughs> right? You know what? So... I'm just, I just encourage us, like we're doing the praise in the park, that everywhere, we can praise everywhere we go. We're singing. People are like, why are you so happy? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? And so if you don't, if you struggle, if you struggle, I just, with, with, uh, with joy, I just want you to think right now. Close your eyes right now and think about a tough time. Think about that, okay? Think about a tough time in your life. Or if you've got a tough time going on right now, just close your eyes. Now, I want us all to just say Jesus together. Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> How did it put it? What did it do to you? Just right there. What did it do? Nobody didn't do, didn't make me smile. What's that, Mom? 
totally. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who eat of it shall eat of its fruit. Kind of like that. Um, you know what? I said to my daughter, my, I said, you know, my, my, our youngest was, is just, was just having a tough day. And I said, sweetheart, we all have tough days. I said, I say thank you, Jesus, probably 50 to 100 times a day. No, you don't, Dad. And I thought, okay, maybe, do I? And then I'm pressure washing. And as I'm pressure washing on the, on the ladder, I was like, thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you. Because I'm on the top rung. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm like, <laughs> I do say it a hundred times a day. Because I'm thankful that God has saved my soul. Oh. You know what, you guys, we could be walking in the worst, worst Corey Tembone was walk is was in the concentration camp, but she had joy because she knew that it was temporary. Paul was in jail, but he had joy because he knew it was a temporary thing. We can have joy no matter what, because we are saved and we are breathing. The simple fact that we are breathing. We can have joy because we know that we have Christ and we're going to reign forever with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? Huh. Darn it. (laughs) So here, for all of us who struggle with, does God delight in us? Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but rejoice over you with singing. He rejoices over all of us with singing. Oh, Psalm 18, 19. He brought me out of the broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. He brought me out of drugs and alcohol, you guys. I was so bound. I had to drink. I had to do drugs. I had to numb myself. He brought me out of that pit. I know he's brought some of you guys out of that pit. He's brought all of us out of the pit. We all fall short of the glory of God. But he delights in us. We are his chosen. He delights in you, Bill. You are his little boy. You are a man, but you are his little boy that he delights in. Heather, you are his daughter. We are sons and daughters of the Most High King. Pauline, you too. All of us. Oh. (laughs) No, put him back on. The Lord takes great pleasure in his people, and he honors the humble with victory. We talked about victory today in singing, in the, in the worship. Victory is ours already. The Lord takes pleasure in his people and, and honors the humble with victory. Psalm 147.11, the Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. So if you're struggling with this, go to your phone or your concordance and look it up. Look up all the delights in all the pleasures that he, 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 we please him. I think it's 350 different times in the Bible he talks about delighting in us or he, he's pleased with us. 350 times. That's pretty cool. Right? What's that? Yeah. 
That is one for every day. So if that's, if, if that's the struggle, then that's what we got to do, right? That's a little longer than I thought. <laughs> uh, First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will in you in Jesus Christ. Be joyful always. How can we be joyful always? By being filled with him. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. He's got the ultimate victory. He's got the last word. It's his word that's going to reign. Our God reigns. So, you know what? We can go out into the streets with joy and with laughter, and we can be infectious Christians. We're a remnant right here, but a remnant can change a nation. And I believe the remnant will change the nation. I believe this church is going to do something that is going to be written in, in heaven. I actually believe that. Because my wife just said to me all my life, I said, God, I'm going to go. You can send me to Africa. You can send me to Mexico. You can send me anywhere in the world. This is what she said as a young adult. But don't send me to hope. She said that as a, as a teenager. <laughs> so we know something's going on you know we know something's going on but it's our job to be in line with the spirit with what he is wants to do with us it's not what we think i didn't think in a million years i'd be here in hope preaching in a church it's the first time ever for me. But if that is how God's going to bring sliver of love to people, then I say, yes, Lord. And whatever God does to you, I hope you say, yes, Lord, to the sliver of love. Um, Psalm 103, 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Ha, forget not his benefits. And you know what, it's, it's, it's crazy. I was on the oil rigs. God sent me out to the oil rigs. And I was so angry. And uh, oh, makes me makes me teary-eyed. And then I left my family. And I was gone for months sometimes, 75 days straight. And um, I know now why he sent me. It was because he needed to make me a man. Because I was just a boy in a man's body and uh it was funny because i was gonna leave i was minus 40 i sang in a band i had every life had gone easy with me i was popular everywhere i want and here i am in minus 45 and i was like oh my gosh so i pull over and i call home and i'm like i'm done i'm coming home i'm coming home and wouldn't you know it tony's happens to be there at that day and she's like, you are not coming home. You are going to provide for your family. That is your calling. And she, it was just boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, uh, okay, guess I'm going to get in my truck. And, and so I'm driving. And I'm like, God, I need to hear from you. 
not from Tony. I said, Tony, kept, Tony put me back in the truck. And I pull over in this place somewhere in, in Alberta at a, at a gas station. And I go to the gas station. And you know those posters you can buy at, um, at uh, Walmart? You know, they got pictures of rock bands or Mario Brothers or whatever. There's a poster there. And it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I'm like, are you kidding me, God? <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'll do it to the best of my ability. And I'll, I want to be the best backhauler out there I can be. And you know what? It took me a while, but I became their most reliable guy. They would send me where places where God, uh, yeah, I said, why are you sending me here? And he goes, because the young guys won't do it. 26 hours. I worked 52 hours straight one time driving a truck. <laughs> you can't do that now because it's electronic logs, but back then you could. It was known as the worst job on the rigs because you never got rest. They would, this sound, if you're a backhauler, you know what it means. It's the walking up the stairs. You just got in an hour ago and they need you for another four hours and you've been up 26 hours. This is how bad it is. I was so tired. I ran over the, uh, they're called pushes. They run the oil rigs. I ran right over the back of his truck. I was so tired. And he looks at me and goes, how long have you been up? I said, you know how long I've been up. And he's like, this didn't happen, did it? Because he knew. He knew. And so I'm driving another story, and this is, it's called, it's forget not the benefits, because we have so many things that we can think about. I was so hungry, we were, I'd worked for t probably 18 to 22 hours, hadn't ate a thing. I had to take the load and be back, because they were, they, were, they were moving the rig. And I'm like, I just got to stop in this little, it's called Elk Point. I just got to stop in Elk Point and get some pizza. I know there's a pizza joint, but if I come back, if I don't stop and I don't come back, it'll be closed by the time I get back. And God said, no, don't do it. And I'm like, what? Lord, I'm starving. I was, I was, I was almost 100 pounds lighter then. And so I was starving. <laughs> I know he can, he's not starving now. <laughs> so, so. I, I, I'm like, Lord, are you sure? Are you sure? And he's like, I've got something for you. And I'm like, how? It's a dump site. It's like you, all you do is dump. And, and it's just this big dump site where about four or five guys work. And I'm not kidding you. I pull in and I park my truck because you got to go give them your paperwork. And there's this guy that's got like six pizza boxes. And I'm like, I'm like, who are those for? And he's like, you guys. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I looked at him. I said, you don't understand. God told me not to eat pizza. And he looked at me like I was an alien. And we, I go in there. I dump my load. I come back. And I'm not kidding you. I don't know, because it was obedience. It was the best pizza I've ever, ever, ever had in my life. It wasn't because I was so hungry. I think it was God just blessing me for saying, okay, I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Forget not his benefits. Forget not his benefits. You know what? Like, It's amazing. That's all I can say. And I was asking the Lord, why am I out 
yeah, there, there, was, there was to become a man. And, and you know what? Then I started saying, I'm feeding the mouths of my family. Better is an infidel for a man who doesn't, better is off as an infidel than a man who doesn't feed his family and take care of his family. Sliver of love, those guys, the sliver of love is I'm, I'm on the oil rigs. I got my Bible because I'm just freaking out. I got to put on chains in minus 40 and they're so heavy. Some guys can't do it. 40% of the guys don't make it on the oil rigs. And I, I'm like out there and I'm like, okay, God, I'm just got my Bible, got my Bible. This guy runs up, jumps on my truck. Is that the Holy Scriptures? I'm like, what? He's like, are those the Holy Scriptures? I've never heard anybody call them the Holy Scriptures. I'm like, yes, they are, yes. He's like, that's awesome. I'm like, are you a Christian? No, but it's awesome. I'm like, okay. And then I build, started building relationship with this guy. And then he looks at me, he was leaving, and he goes, I phoned my girlfriend. He goes, I told her, we're going to go to church when I get home. I'm like, a sliver of love. A sliver of love. Why was I out there? Another guy, he's, he was older. Like, I was 44, and I couldn't believe. He was like 56 and a heavy guy, and I don't, he was, I had met him. I hadn't met him yet, actually. And the night before, he was crying. Actually, he said he was bawling, too, because he was going to lose his house because he lives in Newfoundland, and it was so the economy was so depressed that he was going to lose his house. So here, here he is out on the, and it's hard out there. You guys, it ain't a, it's not an easy environment. And he's, he phones his pastor and he's crying. He's like, I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely out here. And it's so dark and the atmosphere is so like, it's like you're you suck it up, right? It's, it's not a friendly environment. And so they pray, and I didn't know. Of course, I didn't know. I've never met him. But he happens to come on the same rig. He's a, he's a vac hauler. He had to come. And I jump up and tell him what to do. And I, I'm like, and he looks at me. He goes, out of the blue, he goes, are you a Christian? And I'm like, I am. And he's like, starts bawling, me too. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay. And he's like, I prayed with my pastor yesterday that God would bring me a brother that I could do things with, that I could pray with. And next thing you know, we did Bible study together. We were, we were meeting because we were on the same shift. We'd meet, have breakfast together, and then we would pray together. Like God is in every detail. It's absolutely amazing. So I'm excited what he's going to do here. You know what? We all, you know. I was thinking, I, I thought to myself at, at a few times that we were supposed to maybe be over at the Baptist church because um, of the kids, right? But God has us here because he has such, I've never experienced a community of love like I have in this place. You guys have, off, you guys have given Therese and I and our family the sliver of God's love that I'm talking about. You guys, Suzanne opened up worship to us, sliver of love, you know, Friendship, sliver of love. Val, sliver of love. Everybody. And it's incredible. And look what's happening with us as a body. We're getting so tight because I believe something's coming. I believe something's happening, going to happen in this town. And in the churches are going to have to be together and unified because something is happening. 
It's the sliver of love. James 4.8 says, draw near to me, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So let's draw, you guys. Let's delight. So that's about it. How long have I been? Pretty long. <laughs> I said it's going to be the shortest service ever. So, Father, we come to you, and we thank you, and we praise you. And, Father, I just say your will be done in our lives. Every single person here, I pray that they will walk out with the sliver of love that they need, whether it's a sliver of wisdom, a sliver of courage. Lord, whatever someone needs, I pray that you will fulfill that need in Jesus' mighty name, when we thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace, and we just say your will be done in our lives. We say yes to you, Lord. Yes and amen. In Jesus' mighty name.